0: Welcome to Second Cherry, almost a Eurovision podcast. This week we travel to Albania. Hello and welcome to Second Cherry. I'm Matt. And I'm Monty. Hello.
1: Hello. So,
2: (laughs) how are you, Matt? I'm really good. How's you? Very good, thanks. Yeah. So this is Second Cherry. Second Cherry is the podcast that revives the songs that didn't make it to the Eurovision Song Contest. Each week we are going to take you through a different country's national final and pick the cherry that we think deserves a second chance. A second bite of the cherry, indeed.
0: And at the end of the series, you, the listeners, vote for your favourites. And at our live event, we crown the winner of the Second Cherry Song Contest. But more on that later in the series.
1: Yay! We're back! Hurrah!
0: (laughs) How's everything going? I think it's been all right, you know. I mean, look, you know... Uh, we can sit here and we can moan about how crap it's been, lockdown, corona, and I know for some people it has been really crap, not trying to sweep everything under the carpet, but you know what, we're here to be positive and try and share a little bit of love in these very, very weird times, I don't know.
2: They are weird indeed, but one thing is a constant, and that is Second Cherry, and we are back for our 2020 season. Yes, I know that we've fannied around a bit talking about the actual Eurovision songs, but this is the business now. This is when we're actually into the episodes proper, and this week we're looking back at the Festivale Kengis, the Albanian selection show. <laughs> So, the Festival i Kengis is the show that selects the Eurovision entry for Albania. Um, it's longer, it's older than Eurovision, uh, or al- lo- older than Albania's participation in Eurovision. This was the 58th running of it. It's been a long standing song festival in its own right. Um, it was held over three nights this year. Uh, the Semi-finals were the 19th and 20th of December and the songs, 20 songs over those two nights were whittled down by a professional jury, more of which in a moment, into the final which was held on the 22nd of December. In the the Palace of Congress, the Palati e in Tirana, which is a fine looking Soviet era building, and I have to say, I would love to go and see that. I'd love to go to the Festivali Kenya one year, wouldn't you, Matt?
0: Yeah, I think we should. I think we should put it on our list. Um, there's a few sites that covered it last year, new sites and. You sort of get a vibe of where where you should be steering your efforts uh, every year. So I think it might be a good
2: one. I think so. There's there's something about it that's it's because it's got the orchestra. It's got all of the you know. It's it's very. It's got all of the tradition that's with it. There's a sense of occasion about it. You know, it's the kind of thing that you you dress up a little bit for. It's um, it's a bit like old school Eurovision, very much a kind of San Remo vibe,
0: but with as i was just about to say, it's like it is exactly that. It's Albania's version of San Remo for sure. Yeah,
2: thankfully over fewer nights and uh not quite as chatty <laughs> as San Remo gets, which does get a bit much um at times. Although
0: the ho- the host is quite chatty though, she I, you know. She went off piste a couple of times with no script. I'm sure of it. She just started chatting to the crowd. She was
2: great, wasn't she? She was, um, she was just like no nonsense. And, you know, there was that sense, of course, because Albania was just in the aftermath of that earthquake, that hit the worst earthquake that they'd had um, for many, many years, uh, 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 the most deadly as well. Lots of people were um, lost their lives in that just a month before the show. And I think there was even a... A little tremor on the day of one of the semi finals. It was a bit touch and goes to whether the show could go ahead for a while, but she, she held it all together really admirably. Alketa Vieju is her name, and that's my pronu- that's my pronunciation of it. At least I'm not sure whether that's uh, <laughs> whether that's anywhere even appropriate, uh, approximate to the um, to how it's actually presented. But it was a great series of shows. So we had some really nice guests in the in the semi final. First semi final featured uh, Janida Maliki, um, who of course uh, was the Albanian entrant a couple of years ago. By gosh, can that woman sing! She's incredible. Yeah. Were you at the um, the London Eurovision Party helping organise the year that she was there, where she just burst into song, warming up in the backstage? And it was like, I thought it was like coming through the amps on the stage. It was so powerful. It was incredible. Yeah. I think
0: we mentioned it before, but didn't she, um, the staff that worked the cloakroom at the London Eurovision Party oh, yes. in the Café de Paris, they were Albanian. And they said, oh, we'd love to see her perform. So a few of the people, like us, like Eurovision fans, jumped behind the cloakroom so they could then go and watch and <laughs> watch it because they're like, oh, she's so amazing. So it was it was really great to to see that, actually, because they were like absolutely in bits they got to see her because they wouldn't necessarily see her.
2: Exactly. Know? And she's a big star. You know, this is the thing. The Festival of Kangas does attract uh, big names. Um, the other big name star in the first semifinal was Mahmood. Uh, from uh, Italy who's singing a couple of songs but there seemed to be quite a nice tie between the Albanian and the Italian music scenes as you know there's a few of the artists have crossed over and you know stars in the in each other's territory and then in the final of course we had two stars and another Italian singer called Juicy Ferreira who we will know from San Remo, and what an amazing name I mean you just want to be called Juicy Ferreira, don't you <laughs> You just want somebody like Juicy Ferreira to get to your vision someday, <laughs> and we'd have fun? So with many that. puns, absolutely. Yeah. And then, of course, the Albanian export Greek singer Eleni Ferrera, fuego. Wow. Now, I mean, I mean, it was a mini
0: concert. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> she basically had the stage for like I don't know two hours. <laughs> but my God, no complaints because. What well, she did? Dance in Lashatumba, Sweet Dreams, Hadaway, What Is Love, and all of that. And we'll we'll put a link in the show notes to that. I think because um, it was if you know it, it just shows everything off about Eleni about what she can do. She was knackered on stage like she was with Fuego in at Eurovision She you know she gives a hundred percent every single time I'm surprised she didn't drop dead she's absolutely just I, she just went up in my estimation ten times more she's
2: so happy. entertaining isn't she she really knows how to put on a show and that little medley of things that she did Tumbai, but also the Eurythmic Sweet Dreams What is Love by Hannaway. Uh, there was a bit of Like a Prayer in there as well as Fuego and oh yes yeah it was tu, great tu, tu and then
0: her two songs tu Mame and uh, go
2: yeah what a star what a star Um, But yes, I mentioned there was a jury and uh, there were five people on the the professional jury, many of which we know in Eurovision. Um, One of them was Krista Bjorkman, the Swedish head of delegation. One was Dimitri Kontopoulos, the Greek uh, um, composer who's had many, many um, songs in Eurovision. And um, the third that we will know is Felix, Felix Bergson from Iceland. Yay. Yeah. There was also uh, two local um members to Albanian members um a publisher called Rita Petro and a musicologist called Michaela Minga <laughs> in,
0: in- in English language, that's a funny name. Unfortunately, <laughs> bless. But, you know, yeah,
2: more of them later because there was a, there was a little bit of a scandal. So we'll we shall we shall come back to that. Now, I just wanted Festival of the King is normally the first um, national final, and we have had situations where we've been doing second cherry in the past and we've had the national final starting like practically a week later i think the year that malta had theirs uh to tie in with them hosting junior eurovision it was like it was so early in the in the calendar um but yeah normally um at a festival of like is the the bells that ring to chime in the new eurovision year and, of course, the winner, which we unfortunately didn't get to hear at Eurovision because of the cancellation, was Arilena Ara. Now, in the national final, she sang a song called Shy. Um, it was translated into English uh, for the Eurovision version. And actually with this one, this had actually been written in English to start with and translated into Albanian for the Festivali Kengis which is an unusual situation normally you start in Albanian and then go into English but this went it went full circle and it was called Fall from the Sky when it got to the Eurovision version so let's have a little listen to that
0: Yep, so that was Fall From The Sky. I think, even though it was originally written in English, I think they made a mistake turning it into the English lyrics because I think it works so well in Albanian. It really did. Um, and I thought it was a strong entry that would have made the Saturday Night Final. That's my that's my view on that.
2: Mm. Hey, hey, Albanian songs can go either way, really, can't they? They, they often... Qualify but prop up the the lower end of the scoreboard in the final. Um, And they, they always seem to be in that group of songs. Which could be anything between sort of seventh and eighth in the semi final and about twelve, thirteen. So they're they're on the cusp of qualifying. So I think it you know it often can come down to how the presentation is, or come down to you know how the where the running order is and just how it plays out on the night. I'm not too sure this would have qualified. I think there was a lot of other competition for it, but. You know, it would have been a nice song to have there. Okay, so we're going to have a listen to the songs that we've chosen to highlight for you in this week's Second Cherry.
0: So, song one of our selection is Mitana, With All, that's how you say that in English, by Elvana Gyata, now big star in Albania. Um, let's have a little listen So Monty, that was Mitana. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Well, it's got everything, really, hasn't it? I mean, it's it's a bit of a banger. It's got that kind of ethno pop um, feel going on. It's got a dance routine. It's just really feel good. It's the kind of sort of you know lovely kind of. Um, Pop that you only really get at Eurovision that I absolutely adore. Um, I like the presentation of it. She had sort of, it started slowly and it kind of builds into this um, really, really nice pop song. Um, nicely presented on stage. I think she's got six women who are all kind of wearing sort of almost like bi- bikinis, not not skimpy ones, but kind of sort of, you know, tops and bottoms. And then she has a couple of uh, guys that join in the dancing who are wearing white suits and they're bare chested. So something for everybody to look at there. They're wearing these little red bandanas, um, which they're, they're all wearing on the left. I'm not sure what that says, a red hanky on the left. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I do know what that says, but I'm not <laughs> going to say it on this podcast. Um, and they, when they come out to the front of the stage to do a bit of formation dancing, the bandanas get a, a bit of a waving around. It's a bit kind of like, I guess it's a, you know, it's a little bit like Morris dancing, really. It is a bit, isn't it? <laughs> I yeah, I think um,
0: in in the semi final. She lost that hanky. So, when, because what happened she starts the back and they, and I think she lost it at the, at the back of the stage, on the main stage. Then they come round to the satellite stage and that's when they get the hankies out. And she went to get the hanky out and was like, oh, but she, you wouldn't really know. She kind of, but they, they found it in the final again. It was fine. Mm-hmm. So the final performance is better. Now, I, I love this. I really love this. Um, it's got a Tarantino esque quality about it. I don't know if it's like the red. Uh, the red and black sort of colouring on stage. I just, I I loved it, just that look and feel. I think the choreo, the choreography's on point. The, apart from a couple of points of the dance where I felt like was clunky, they stopped. Now, I think, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, I think they did that because just to give a bit of breather, because it's it was full-on choreo, choreo so they might have done that on purpose, but it just stopped some time. It was quite slowed down. Um, But they they might have been purpose, you know, for doing that. But yeah, this is off the bat, great song,
2: really great song to start off with. Absolutely. Fantastic. And it came second in the national final as well. Um, This was the song that there was a bit of controversy about. There's a a really interesting piece um, online that we, we found an accusation... An accusation of uh, Michaela Minga who we mentioned earlier on, um, in an Albanian website, did Michaela Minga deliberately sink Alvana? Our math says yes, and there's a bit of a, a scandal about how she'd marked um, this song down, whereas the the international jurors had all given it the the maximum marks, and. Uh, uh, we've heard this kind of scandal before a Eurovision national final where um you invite some guests on and they 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 vote in, in a way that Makes it look as though they might be voting against um, a particular song. Uh, I think we, you know, we we talk, we skirted around this issue in on one of the episodes last year. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's quite there's it it a couple of uh, interesting pieces. There's um, there's a piece as well that's describing the um, the 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 foreign jurors: Krista Bjorkman, singer and TV producer; Dimitris Kontoropoulos, a well-known Greek composer for twenty years; and Felix Felix Bergson, with scientific degrees in advanced theatre practice <laughs> I just like the thing of it and then there's another one it's uh, describing it says, uh, the foreign jury made up of three dignitaries in their fields with a jury chairman a citizen of a crime ridden country like Sweden <laughs> gave Elvanic to maximum points so, somebody's, somebody's got a bit of a bee in their bonnet about how the voting went. And I love this. I love this kind of sort of, you know, ridiculous scandal that you get in the Eurovision voting system. It all makes for just that little extra juicy tidbit of information.
0: Well, let's be honest, you know, it, she really marked it down. Low was it last? Or she only gave like two points? Or it was, I mean, it was it, it was, was yeah. it was the disparity was so big that you think, wow, you you really hated it that much? But yeah, she did
2: apparently. Yeah, and I I mean, that's all it takes one person to. For it not to be their style of music or their taste of music or them to, you know, to feel that the country should be represented by something else. And, you know, everything can go pear-shaped and you end up with a a, a, a song that's a bit of a compromise sometimes. I'm not saying that this year's song was a compromise. I think it was a really good song. But sometimes that is the, the result you get from a, a jury system like this. Um, the next song we're going to talk about is called Ayer by Sarah Bayraktari.
0: Yeah, so this is astonishing to me. She's 16 years old, or was 16 years old at the time when she performed. For such a big song, and it is a big song, she had flawless vocals. That was absolutely exceptional for anybody of any age. I think she's a star who will return to Festivali Cenges and I think I'm going to call it now. We'll, we'll see her at Eurovision one day. I think she just had, there's something about her. I like the fact as well. This is where the, where my love for the host comes in. She kind of got their performer to come back out. I think she left the stage quite quickly and she got her to come back out. And I just like the fact they sort of the way she's sort of looking after the young performer, you know, bring her back out, give her a proper, you know, standing ovation and all that. And I just like that sort of like care, the way they cared about it. They knew they had a young performer. They made sure she got all the adulation that she rightly deserved. And I, I like that. The song lacked a little something, I think, for Eurovision, um, which ultimately killed it. But I, I, I'm a big fan of her. I think she absolutely nailed it.
2: I agree. It was a cracking vocal performance. She sang it with such passion, and I love that bit where you know they brought her back on and make sure she got every last bit of her applause. It's really dark. It's there's something quite brooding about it. It's um, it's called air, and I haven't actually looked at the lyrics to see what it's um, what it's about. But you can just f- this there's, there's a sense that you feel in this kind of music. It's really really lovely. They they popped her in. Bit of an unflattering outfit, unfortunately. She had this long black dress on and it was it was very plain uh, and it's very ordinary. And I think that if you can sing like that, you've got the ability to pull off performance with a lot more sass and a lot more visual impact than, um, than, than she managed with this. But it didn't really need the visual. Everything was there in the voice. Absolutely, absolutely lovely performance. Ayah by Sara Bayaktari. That was uh, our song too. And that came third at uh, the national final.
0: Yeah, which is why I think we will definitely see her yeah. come back. Fingers crossed. So song three is Ere Mere, which is Come and Get It um, by Ere Rusi. Uh, let's have a little listen.
2: Come and get it, that song translates as, and by God, did they come and get it. She served this up so brilliantly. Um, She is a lively performer. It was a very energetic performance. She looked great on stage. She had this long black dress on with big slits up the side sort of, you know, high boots and just looked amazing. She had some boys dancing around quite acrobatically um, around her. They were doing quite the choreography. Um, it was a very interesting visual spectacle. Um, a diverse range of boys, actually. Something for everybody in the taste there, I think. Um, and she started at the front of the stage and then she she marched back to say... She sort of ceremoniously threw the mic stand away off the side of the stage, did a glower into camera and came on stage. and like, oh my goodness, you would not mess with this woman. She is absolutely commanding on stage. But they, the thing I think that makes this is um, the, the dancing, the choreography is just really, really interesting. You can't quite take your eyes off what the, the, the guys are doing. And there's a little bit at the end where it's the str- one of the strangest endings to a song, choreography-wise, I think I've ever seen. Because she comes to the front of the stage and she's kind of sort of stands a little bit, sort of legs akimbo. And then the three of them thrust their hands between her legs. And it's almost like they're doing a Donald Trump. It's almost like, you know, they the choreography looks like they're grabbing her by the, you know... It's just, it's such a strange ending to the song. But it's, I mean, it's three minutes of absolute joy to watch.
0: Yeah, that that, um, that pussy grab at the end, let's call it what it is, was a bit, wow, that's all I can say about that. It, you're right, it was weird choreo. That was, I just can't get my head around it. It reminded me of like Belgium 2013, where it was just, what are you doing? I don't know if you noticed, but at the start of the performance, I'd only noticed this... Five minutes before we just hit record today is those dancers were late on stage. If you see the start of the performance, they are running onto the stage. One's putting on a jacket and they're sort of bending down in the corner. Like they, they were late. It, they came on really, really late. It's really. If you go back and watch it, if you get a chance, because it's it's funny. You'll notice it now that I've said it. Now, yeah, look, I love this. It was catchy. Yeah, okay, the dance in the choreo fine, but this is camp and it's it's good value actually. I have to say, it's it's. It's not so earnest that you think, oh, God, you're just trying too hard. It, there's, yeah, I, I like this. This was a, a strong song in a national final, gave it a bit of flavour, something a little bit different, and and they ordered the songs in a different way So that, than we are here. But it, it just fell correctly amongst two songs. It was just, yeah, brilliant. I really like this song.
2: Fantastic. That uh, is is Amera by Era Rusi or Come and Get It. The next song that we're going to talk about uh, in this episode is called Angt by Kenita and that translates as Anxiety.
0: This didn't make the final. This is from the semi-final we've plucked this cherry uh, or potential cherry. She looks great. I loved what they put her in the dress. Um, she sounds brilliant with the orchestra. The orchestra, Some songs suit the orchestra, some songs don't. This was completely made by the orchestra. It really built. There was lots of different elements. It really worked for me. Her performance of the song, though, was a little insular, I think is, is the best word that she... You know, she wasn't really giving much to us on TV or or the audience that were there in the studio. Um, It was all to the microphone, which makes me think there was nerves there a little bit. So which might explain why it didn't get through. But it's this this song and another song from this uh, national final made my playlist. And I still listen to this. I think it's an incredible song. I'm miffed wide and get through to the final what what do you think monkey
2: um, i agree with you i think there's something really interesting about this and the, the way it builds and actually that's just a reminder of the the impact that the orchestra has and i know this you know the age-old debate of should it come back i'm not advocating for the orchestra to come back at eurovision um i think it's an impractical a- addition but when we look at those old contests that do have the orchestra. It can absolutely make it. It really can, and I think where the orchestra makes a guest appearance um, in things like the the Norwegian final a couple of years ago, where they had um, the orchestra um, as a as an unusual addition. Really, nowadays, um, it really did make a huge difference. I think that in this, it's just maybe not quite powerful enough um there was just something that didn't get it over the line i mean literally didn't because it it didn't qualify from the, the semi final. I it was un, under three minutes as well, which is actually quite unusual for a festival Kingis song. Um, but it was less than three minutes of of, of a really interesting song, and that's uh, although it's not necessarily the quality of the others. We we did want to highlight it because you know this 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 podcast is about highlighting and celebrating the songs that didn't make it um, and deserve to be heard again. So, So, the next song that we're going to listen to is called Skeponia Elera or Free Eagle by (laughs) Gaynor.
0: This is stirring. It's nationalistic. It sounds like something that Georgia might send to Eurovision, actually, especially most recent entries. The chorus, I think, lets this down because the, like any good verse, you sort of set things up, you're building, and then you're ready for the the chorus to sort of land, land it. But it's just meh, it's just there's nothing there i can't i can't i know it's just one word over and over again but I can't even recall it to sing it to you now to to demonstrate how boring it is i, I it's a shame um i no <laughs> this is gonna sound very unkind but i can't help but say it. there's a pokemon that he looks like and I, it's the one with the wig i can't anyway you the kids will know it, it, it I, and now that i've said that i can't unsee it but um it's it's ah, i feel like they got half the song right the verse, but not the chorus. So I can't. Yeah, I, there's not much else I can
2: say on that. Sorry. That's okay. I I don't know the Pokemon that you mean, but it, there was. Uh, he had quite a fine mop of hair. He's a walloping great bloke with this long curly hair on stage. It, it's funny because you know, although we, we have seen the songs together, Matt, but we haven't compared notes of what we've written down before that and i've got exactly that written down i've got stirring and nationalistic there's something of the albanian soul in this and actually in the 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 um the the title um free eagle i mean eagle and, and uh, it, it's in the name of albania it's in the it's the emblem it's on the flag as well so there's something really evoking the 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 albanian spirit and the albanian soul in this um I I think it's easy to be dismissive of nationalism but I think when it comes from parts of the world where they countries have been under the shadow of other regimes or um, have not had independence in their own right like the ex-soviet countries I I think there's there's a, a different kind of pride in the the nation being independent or Being on the national on the international stage, Um, when I was in Baku in twenty twelve, the final day that I was there was their national day, and there were lots of flags. And you know sometimes the flying of flags uh, can be associated with kind of more right wing nationalistic tendencies, but there was no sense of that. There was a sense of a country being very proud of of its new independence, and I think that's kind of something which is coming through um, in a song like this. There's lots of pyro. There was a cast of thousands on the stage. There was, uh, you know, certainly would have had to cut down the number of people. Um, there was something about it, though. There was like, uh, you know, there was there was no mistaking that this was a masculine performance. I mean, he's totes mask on stage. But yet he's kind of gallivanting around the stage with the pyro going off and doing something that's actually quite camp in the in the whole sort of the overall performance of it so I quite like that sort of um that juxtaposition of um you know there there being a a kind of sort of camp reading in something which is uh, certainly by no means intended to be at all
0: I think that's that, that that's you made a fine point there actually that when masculine when you have like this hyper extension of masculinity it It goes completely the other
2: way and suddenly becomes camp. (laughs) (laughs) This absolutely was. Check it out. I mean, if you haven't seen this or heard all the songs, check out the performance of it. It's really, there's something just very wonderful about it.
0: So, the next song uh, we're going to show you is by Alta the actually the 2008 representatives for Albania at Eurovision, with their song Aborta Perdi. Monty, what do you reckon?
2: Well, I I like this, and obviously it's quite interesting to see a former Eurovision contestant see what they bring back to um, another um, a national final or a, another national festival, as as this it is. It's um the it feels like sometimes the festival of is, It's quite incidental that the, the winning song goes to Eurovision. It's it's much more about a celebration of national music. Um, I think it's a shame this this came 12th in the final. It came last in the final. It didn't resonate with the, the jurors at all. And it's a, a bit of a shame. There is there is something lacking in the song, but there was such... We had to talk about this because the performance is really quite interesting. So if you cast your mind back to Azerbaijan in... 2013. Oh,
0: 2013,
2: yes. Farid Mamadov, And uh, he had the box with the sort of the alter ego character inside... Doing the, the the mirrored movements. Well, I also had a box with a man insta- inside. Not mirroring the movements, but he was uh, he was uh, uh, topless in there, uh, a shirtless wonder. He was um, crowping his creels, all tormented, like uh, oozing passion and uh, acting out. You know what must have been the, the 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 emotion of the song. Although again, I've not looked at the lyrics. The thing that amused me about this, though, was that when you got a bit of a close-up on the Perspex box, um, there were lots of sort of smudges all over the sides of it. And it looked as though, you know, it, nobody had bothered to wipe it down since the rehearsal. So you had all these smudges that were picked up in the stage lights, and it just, just felt a little bit unprofessional. But I, again, it just got quite a nice visual um, presentation. Something I think which is really present throughout a lot of the songs in the Festival of Kings this year. I think that overall it was a really high level, a high standard of songs. And it isn't usually or it isn't always.
0: No, I I would say that this isn't my favorite. I'm just literally going to read you verbatim what my notes were the first time I watched this. Man in box alert. <laughs> no, nothing new. Song was bland. Followed by Elvana, so felt like a palate cleanser, ahead of Errorussi. So it was Salmi's routine, two very big songs, so I, I think that's probably what killed it off, which was a bit unfair to it, but it was a bit bland for me. Um, it, yeah, it didn't really go anywhere, but look, you know, it's a trope. Man in a box, sometimes it works, sometimes it
2: doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it works for Albania coming second, uh, Azerbaijan coming second, mm-hmm. but obviously not for Albania uh, in the national final. So there's just one song I'd like to pick out on on top of those six that we've looked at. Um, not we're not going to play this one for you. It's not uh, it's a great song, but I just I quite like this. It's called um, Now Get My Tongue Around This Kutagel Dike uh by Alberi Haregnije. Or something like that, or where to find somebody to love. Well, you're asking the wrong place here, given that we're both single. Um, but I, there's just something about this that she she was dressed in stage in a sort of a, a full length white gown and had a halo around her head, which made it look instantly ridiculous. Um, and ooh, there was a lot of passion going on here, occasionally veering into the angry ballad tem- uh, territory. But I I, I had I'd put down in my notes at the time, she was like the Loredana Bertie of Albania. Oh, my God. Did
0: we? Uh? That's exactly what I wrote in my notes. Did we? we must oh, have, my God. We must have said that when we felt, because that is exactly what I've written. Like, I uh? like, she's been through some shit, this woman. You can tell. It, oh. She totally sells it, doesn't she? You can tell. You're like, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: There's a lifetime of angst within that song. <laughs> but yeah, just a, a nice. Worth checking out just for the uh, the visuals alone, and how and she was uh, with her, her halo on. So that is our seven songs that we've chosen to highlight for you this episode.
0: Yes, so there were our seven songs. Now um, we we're, we're introducing a bit of a new segment I suppose to our podcast this season I think I tell you what we'll I'll let the jingle explain it first of all this is our new segment Matt and Monty's good thing of the week that is
2: good it's good oh that's good that is
0: so yes uh, <laughs> the <laughs> that's our ridiculous segment uh so look uh, what we wanted to do is at the start of this I said to Monty look at how much crap we're reading online negativity people arguing and you know I know social media is is that anyway but I just felt like we need to try and push a bit of positivity back out there into the cyber universe space um so we've got this segment Matt and Monty's good thing of the week that is good and we're just every week we're going to highlight Something that is really positive. I mean, there's no rule. It'll be whatever we feel like. Now, first up, this is going to be. We might have a few of these actually, but we're gonna we want to talk to you about Eurovision-related sites and podcasts that we love and who people we think are really great people. So, first up this week, we want to talk about Eurovision again. Now, Monty, have a little. Uh, what do you think about Eurovision again? Why Why do we love them?
2: Well, Eurovision again is has been brought to us by the heroes of lockdown, really, as we've all been cooped up on a Saturday night at eight o'clock UK time. We've been watching old Eurovision song contests together and it started as the brainchild of the fabulous Rob Holly, um, who's friends of, our, of us, friends of us at Second Cherry, and just this little idea to kind of go does anybody fancy watching a contest at the same time Uh, and you know I think Rob hoped to maybe get a hundred people tweeting along it's just taken off, and the EBU have been supportive. They've been making contests that were previously unavailable online available for us to watch again in really great quality, and it's been top of the Twitter Twitter trends every single Saturday. It has been phenomenal. I've heard people saying, you know, it's you know, it's bringing us all together. It's like you know, it's the thing I'm looking forward to in lockdown. And it's just been this really great communal moment that we could all share our love for Eurovision, and I just want to say, you know, huge thanks to Rob is is heading up the project, but there's other people involved as well. So James Rawson, Ellie Chalkley, Mark Bowman, um, Catherine Baker, um, who has been doing amazing context of the what was going on to sort of, the. Geopolitically, at the times that these contests were taking part, and giving some insight into um, into how some of the geopolitical events of the time were were seeping into the contest So I think that was, uh, you know, most. Um, um, prevalent when we watched 1991 so all of the the stuff that was happening in the Balkans that uh, had forced the contest to be moved just giving really really great insight Ellie with the scoreboards James helping behind the scenes Mark doing all of the graphics and I there's probably somebody else I've forgotten so please apologies if I have but we just want to say uh, we we are massive stands of Eurovision again Thank you so much for bringing us so much joy during the lockdown. And long may you continue as long as we get out of lockdown. We want to get out of lockdown, but we want to still coming keep coming back to Eurovision again every now and then.
0: Oh, for sure. And look, it's a form of Eurovision activism, really, because, you know, they had to not fight, really, but to, to persuade people to release the rights to Eurovision because before a certain year, you know eurovision was held at the rights of the broadcaster that hosted rather than ebu and it was all very technical and complicated and they managed to break down some of them barriers and that's why we got some of the contests so for that as well you know massive thank you and it's just been eurovision was taken away from us but this really softened the blow this year uh yeah just i echo what monty says just thanks guys really good work really
2: Matt, Matt and Monty's, Monty's Good Thing of, of the week. week, that is good. It's good. Oh, that's good, that is.
0: So we're coming to the end of our first episode. And so all that's left really is to tell you what song the team, the Second Cherry team, has selected as our Albanian Cherry. Now, it might come as a bit of an obvious decision, but we have chosen Mitana by Elvana Gjata. Now, um, I think for all the reasons what people kind of expect, it was a song which was the shock non-winner, even though we have already on record said we think um, Ariana was, was it was exceptional. Um, but this was a bit of a shock. So we're starting off with something less surprising. It was a song which could have gone to Eurovision and done pretty well, maybe. Um, we think it was, you know... We think it's a pretty strong song to select from this selection of songs. So let's have a little listen to it.
2: So there you go. Our second cherry for Albania is Metana by Alvana Gjata. Our first cherry selection of the year. Ooh, We're back. We are back indeed. And we are back. You can get in touch with us as well. We are back. We'd love to hear from you. So you can, uh, obviously the website is secondcherry.vision, but you can follow us on all of our socials. So Twitter is at secondcherry. Instagram is second underscore cherry. Facebook is second cherry podcast. And you can also email us. And please do. We'd love to hear your thoughts. We might even read your letters out on the show. But how can they email us, Matt? What's the email address?
0: The email address is hello at second cherry And let me do that again, even camper. Hello. At s- <laughs> <laughs> at secondary.vision now just to reiterate that because I think I I want you guys to email us in and we will read it out it, 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 have we missed a song from the national final that you think we absolutely should have included do you disagree with our choice do you just or just um or if you want to email us and tell us how great we are we don't mind reading that either to be honest <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, Absolutely. And don't forget that you can subscribe to the podcast, the Apple Podcast, at Spotify. Um, if you leave us a review there, it helps other people to find the show. Uh, thank you to everybody who's given us five-star reviews so far. It's all very marvellous. Oh, no, don't, don't tempt um, fate, don't tempt fate. I know, I know. Don't don't one of you buggers giving us a three-star or something like that. No, if you like the show, do please leave us a positive review. Um, if you don't, then... Bug off really (laughs) Um, But do get in touch And that's it for this week
0: Well thanks for listening And we'll see you next week Thanks, Bye. bye